Welcome to the Year of the Movie podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie 2023. I'm Sebastian. I'm Maggie. And we're back for our second Marvel episode with our our good old friend in the ones and twos, Bryce Carson. How you doing, Bryce? Sometimes even the threes. The threes. Whoa. Wow, mm-hmm. getting spicy with it. And oh, to continue... Yeah. With with what we did last week, we have our special guest for this show, Sean. Hello. It's like Madonna. Yeah, just Sean. <laughs> Glad to be here. Well, it's it's either Sean or Sean Paul Russell. You know, you have to say. Oh yeah. All yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Like Jean Valjean. Yeah. Jean, exactly. We should try and get Jean Valjean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd have some insights. If you want us to get. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. lame, is guys, right? Sure. Uh, th- this isn't a theater podcast. No, this is the movie podcast yeah. where we talk about movies from 2023. And why? I'm glad you asked. Because 2023 was kind of a goofy year for movies. Some might say an extremely goofy year for yeah. movies. Uh, this is our last episode of 2023, mm-hmm. which is a special occasion. It's episode 19, yep. which means when we come back, probably end of January, beginning of February, we'll start out with episode 20. Mm-hmm pretty cool we're gonna do i think probably i have to plan it we're gonna do some sort of like ranking system look at our our movies see where we're at all that good mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. uh and then we'll come back with the next episode after that into reviewing movies again yep yeah so that's that's what we have in store for the future and if you want to support us in the future and or now you could support us on Patreon or leave reviews or follow us on Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube channels. All of those things are very helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah. My mom does it, which means you can do it too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So last last week we talked about sort of MCU as a whole and quantum mania. This week we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and the Marvels. Yes. Um, typically on episodes we talk about trailers but we're not gonna do that no also i mean go back and listen to part one if you haven't already also that in that part one we talked a little bit about jonathan majors do have an unfortunate update uh as of monday today is wednesday um he was found guilty of assault and harassment and he's now dropped by marvel so the future of their whole plan through 2027 is a question mark right now. Um, And then he was also dropped by his talent manager, his publicity firm, several films, and a major ad campaign from the U.S. Army and the Texas Rangers baseball team. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Uh, which were just projects that I was like, huh. Yeah, Uh, I knew about the Army one. I didn't know about the Rangers. Uh, There's... quote from a variety article about this that said marvel executives led by a studio chief kevin faye discussed possibilities of having to pivot away from kang to focus on another major villain now with major's departure official faye and his team have some formidable creative decisions ahead including whether to recast a new actor as kang or cancel the kang dynasty outright and reconfigure the remainder of the multiverse saga the interconnected nature of the marvel cinematic universe means that whatever marvel decides to do could have some pricey repercussions at a time when its parent company disney has entered a far more cost-conscious era so we'll see what happens yeah and i think that's pretty much all we need to talk about with regards to jonathan majors yeah um so i I would also say that this episode will probably be quite spoiler heavy 
mean, it definitely will be, but like pretty mm-hmm. much off the bat because we're gonna just talk about the synopsis of the movie. Yeah. Um. So if you haven't seen Guardians Volume Three or the Marvels, go ahead and watch those if you don't want to be spoiled, and then mm-hmm. come back and watch this, or just keep watching slash listening. <laughs> yeah. I guess we we do we do have an audio viewer base. We do. I should stop being so video centric. Some people call those audio viewers listeners. Interesting. <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> so, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, what were everyone's first impressions when you heard about this movie? Um, I mean, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I loved the first two. I think James Gunn does some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the trailer... And I heard that it was going to be sad. And I was like, interesting, because Guardians have kind of been like the comedic relief mm-hmm. of the MCU. So that was my initial impression. Let's go down the circle that we have here with, and we'll go with Bryce next. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was good. I liked it. Initial it, impression when you heard about the movie. Oh, when I heard the movie. Yeah. Uh, absolutely excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the soundtracks because i i actually know that music mm-hmm. um i i don't know it it was a weird feeling for me because i already start had started getting the marvel burnout mm-hmm. and then something that i knew i was gonna love mm-hmm. guardians yeah. came out and it, it was a weird feeling of oh am i gonna care about this yeah and then you did. And then I did. Yeah. I don't... Did we see it opening weekend or... Mm, no. Don't no. Think so. We don't we, typically do that. Weekend after maybe? I think, yeah. yeah. It was probably yeah. the weekend after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I was supposed to see it uh, with my partner opening weekend. And then we tried to movie marathon. Yeah. Hey, that's really hard to do now. Yeah. Yep. That's really hard to do now. It's true. So. Sean, what were your initial impressions when you heard about the movie? Well, um, I thought it, it was always sort of planned to be a three-piece, right? Is that my understanding? Yes. Yeah. So, like, in my head, I always kind of thought it was going to be this three-piece, and then at some point, James Gunn got cut from the Disney for a bit, right? Yeah, yeah he got, like, he oh, got no, canceled briefly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I don't even want to think about Guardians 3 without him. And then they brought him back, and I was like, okay, let's do this. I'm on board completely, 100%. Let's, I'm, I'm, let's, this is going to be great. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even need a trailer to see it. I was like, this is going to work out. I love second one, even, almost even more, maybe. Uh, and, yeah, I was totally ready for a third one. Yeah. Nice. Maggie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a, like, I've seen... Eighty percent of the Marvel movies, eighty-five, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I was just like, I've seen the other two, I'll probably see this one, yeah. and then I did. Yep. Uh, I liked it more than just like yeah, being like, yep, that's another one. But I didn't have any super strong feelings when I heard about its announcement. <laughs> sure. Uh, a couple things I want to say just mm-hmm. for our viewers slash listeners. Whoa. Um. Sean is calling in remote again like he did last week, mm-hmm. so just keep that in mind. Um, and then also about the James Gunn thing, I feel like we should mention... I have some stuff about it, but yeah. The the canceling, not canceling. So he had... yeah, I th- He had an old tweet that resurfaced. Yeah. And then 
Disney cut him for an old tweet. And then everyone was like, but he has learned that tweet was from like 10 years ago. He like, he's such a different person. Now he has grown as a person. Yeah. I'm like, trying to don't do that. And then I think, did he get Warner brothers first? So, right, yeah, he 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 got the yeah. I've got I've got a timeline later on. It's okay. been a little while since I've made this, so I wasn't sure how detailed I went yeah. into it. But he yeah. got the Suicide Squads, yeah. And then Disney was like, "Okay, we can we can bring him back." Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, movie synopsis time. Yeah, let's do a movie synopsis. I don't Great. have it, so you'll have to read it. Great. Uh, so the Guardians are all at their headquarters. Mm great start guardians are at their hq in nowhere where they're attacked by adam warlock getting revenge because they stole from aisha slash his mom kind of uh rocket is critically wounded during this fight and med packs are useless to heal him because he has a kill switch implanted by his creator at orgo corp the group travels to orgo corp to get the needed information to override the switch and save rocket's life while rocket is unconscious he has flashbacks to his origin story growing up with friends and fellow experiments from batch 89 these are lila teefs and floor they're experimented on by the high evolutionary who has the goal of creating an ideal society called counter earth rocket is a successful experiment and is very useful to the high evolutionary Eventually, the evolutionary decides he has to harvest Rocket's brain and kill the rest of Batch 89. Rocket's friends are killed and he manages to escape. The Guardians plus alternate timeline Gamora eventually head to Counter-Earth to find the kill switch code where the high evolutionary says Counter-Earth still isn't a perfect society. He bombs the planet, killing Aisha in the process. The Guardians get the necessary info. Gamora rescues Peter and Rocket, and Rocket has a near-death experience where he reunites with Lila, Teefs, and Floor, who say it isn't his time yet. Peter manages to restart Rocket's heart, and he's saved. Drax, Mantis, and Nebula meet the high evolutionary's next batch of experiments and start a rescue mission to save these kids, uh, leading all to a battle. Uh, Kraglin brings nowhere to the Guardians, helping save everyone, including the countless animal experiments that Rocket releases. He also spares the High Evolutionary, or Rocket spares the High Evolutionary. In the re rescue process, Peter is left in space, but before dying, he's rescued by Adam Warlock, who had a change of heart after Aisha's death. Peter decides to leave the Guardians and go back to his grandpa on Earth, leaving Rocket in charge. Mantis leaves to discover herself. Gamora goes back to the Ravagers, and Nebula and Drax take charge of the kids on Nowhere. And then a mid-credit scene shows the new Guardians: Rocket, Groot, Kraglin, Cosmo the telekinetic dog, Adam, Phyla, a rescued kid, and Adam's pet, Blurp. These are just words coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of how it feels when you give a recap of a Marvel movie. Yep. <laughs> I know what all of these things mean, but out of context, that's nothing. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, it's got a very large cast, like all Marvel movies. Um, the big ones are Chris Pratt as Peter Quill and Star-Lord, uh, Chikuri Iwuji as the High Evolutionary, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, Palm Clementif, Clementif yeah, as Mantis, sure. uh, Dave Bautista as Drax, Karen Gillan as Nebula, Vin Diesel as Groot, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Will Poulter as Adam Warlock, Linda Cardellini as Lila, Asim Chaudhry as Teefs, Michaela Hoover as Floor, Elizabeth Debicki as Aisha, Nathan Fillion as Master Karja, and literally so many more people. Yeah. Those are just the main ones. I've heard it pronounced Cleef. Huh? Which one? Palm Cleef. 
No, that can't be right. Mm-mm. No. It's, it's really. I mean, she, it's she's like a Clement. She's yeah. French, right? Isn't she yeah? French? I don't think that MTO <laughs> it would be silent. <laughs> Maybe that's just how I've been reading it in my American brain. Just it's K L E M E N T I E F F. Yeah. Which I Cleef. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, apologies to anyone's names who are mispronounced. Uh, it's hard when you're just reading it. Yeah, when you're just reading it and you made this a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the section of my notes that just says thoughts. Thoughts, okay, yeah. Um, we have them. I liked the movie. That's a good thought. I also liked the movie. It is sad. It Yeah, it's sad, for yeah. sure. Um, James Gunn was correct when he said it was sad. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole thing with this one, right, was that James Gunn was like, uh, guys, Peter Quill, the main character of the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. he's not the protagonist. Mm-hmm. This story is all about Rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool and all, and, like, th- this movie was about Rocket. Yeah. The Guardians of the Galaxy's Volume 1 and 2 were not about rocket no like very much the like the first one is star lord finding a new family because he's he's been an orphan since a little boy Mm. it starts off with him as a kid losing his mom the second one is he finds his dad Mm. like it's so like i think it's a little silly for james gunn to be like guys this whole time actually it's rocket it seems like and I think I get into it later, but it seems like for James Gunn, at least, Rocket's story or telling, like, his origin story was always pretty central in his mind to, like, fully yeah. explaining the Guardians. I think it was a, a thing of, like, you you got all the goofy guys and then you, you chip away at a couple layers yeah. and then they're so broken inside. <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's um, fair. But yeah, also, I guess it kind of makes sense to switch the focus. If Rocket is supposed to be the new leader, then we have to learn more about yeah, Rocket. Besides, true. he's just a quippy guy. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if this one was my favorite of the three. What threw it off for me was the other two you can watch completely independently. You don't have to see anything else, and that's what I really liked about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one... Yeah, you know, you had to have seen all of them. I mean, yeah, like, you definitely have to see all the Guardians, but then it's also... Well, I mean, like, all of them as in majority of the other... Yeah. Because, like, you have to have seen Endgame, and to understand Endgame, you have have to have seen... True. ...all the Avengers movies before that. Yeah. It is the the Marvel trend of, like, everything's connected now. That's why I liked about the first two Guardians, that they, you didn't, they weren't, you yeah, didn't have to, they, they broke story. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those yeah, those were like better intros into the everything else that was going on. Like if you hadn't seen Marvel stuff so far, then you could see that and that was pretty widely liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean, what what are some thoughts that you have? So uh, yeah, like you were saying, the first two they were very separate to where it was like are these even like to me it almost felt like disconnected from the Marvel universe that we were used to. Mm. Um so it wasn't what until like Infinity War that they even tried to kind of bring it all together. I mean, Thanos had, was loosely, loosely connected between some of these previous ones. 
um, I don't know. I, I like the I like when everything comes together. And I, as someone who isn't burnt out necess- burnt out by any degree, actually, um, I was totally okay with it and just had a good time with it. Mm. I mean, it it I shouldn't say that that's what made me dislike because I didn't dislike it mm. and I thought it was fine. It was just strange for a Guardians movie to be less accessible. Well, so yeah, so it's like it's like what you were saying because like you wanted to watch this with your partner but you couldn't because she hasn't seen all of these other things. And so like what's beautiful about the first two is that you can share that with friends and family who haven't seen it and be like, look at these really good movies. Mm. But then this one, they're like, cause if they're like, Oh, like, there's a third one. Right. And you're like, yes, but, <laughs> but, Oh, and you would have have to have seen Thor love and thunder. Yeah. As well. mm-hmm. So like, that is like, <clears throat> it's sort of like a bummer for the casual fan mm-hmm. like maybe maybe someone is like i don't really like marvel movies but i do like the guardians of the galaxy movies it's like it, they can't really they don't really have that connection with this one because they haven't seen the yeah. other things right i also don't know if i liked it as much as i did just because it was good after a f- few bad movies like d- d- not like Ant-Man Quantumania I thought was okay. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you had the TV shows that weren't doing too hot. You had a uh, lot of had... just okay stuff before this. Yeah. yeah. And then this came and I was like, oh, I really liked it. But I don't know if it's just because it's something really good after a long time or if it's because it's really good. Yeah. I think it is. Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. I think it's both. I think it's really good. I also think. I'm probably never going to watch this again. Um, And that's just purely because of the animal cruelty stuff. I can't handle that. Um, We saw this in the theater and even in the theater watching it, I was just like, like, ah." I would have appreciated and like, it was great seeing it in a theater, but also if I had the option to like pause and walk away for a second (laughs) would have been cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something we should say too is like, a big theme of this movie is animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. Something that's so silly is James Gunn won an award from PETA for this movie. Yeah. Uh, which, like, PETA is not a good organization. Mm-hmm. I do not support them. Yeah. But, like, their whole quote-unquote on-paper thing is... On paper, great. Yeah. In practice, ye. Yeah. Um, so, like, an- like, they do a lot in this movie to be, like, look animal cruelty is bad the high evolutionary is like doing eugenics yeah on animals and there's a lot of like just straight up body horror yes no this movie is very body body horror like i think a big reason why it was so sad to me was because a lot of this movie was a horror film yeah and like i don't like horror films because they make me sad (laughs) and so like i think that's why like so much of this was sad like obviously like the story itself was sad and like seeing like the pain of all the characters was said um but yeah i don't know like i had a very different experience what was your experience bro i i i love body horror <laughs> i think it's so cool mm-hmm. uh not for the person experiencing it yeah. but just yeah. like just really gets you going and <laughs> just it just doesn't know um i don't know like it looks cool. I can appreciate it's... it. Like no, so I'll say like this one particularly. Mm-hmm. I will say it all looked really good. Yeah, right. like, it was impressive, right. like what they were doing. But it was just very much like, ah, ooh, eat, ah. Mm-hmm. and like when it's an animal, you know, 
right it's, it's tougher right. because it makes you feel a little bit like uh, like you have no control over this situation yeah. like that sucks for uh, you specifically yeah <laughs> but i i can appreciate body horror for mm-hmm. like as a genre or a subgenre. Mm-hmm. i think horror is something that i've read more about than actually watched because i'm that type of film nerd who's a scrimmy one uh so like the like the saw series i think it's super interesting am i ever gonna watch it no like i am i just can't that's that's my threshold but like i will read about it (laughs) i guess i should say uh body horror in terms of like cybernetics okay like you add you know uh like the cyberpunk aesthetic Mm mm-hmm love that body enhancement i think is like, yeah 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 i'm more cool with that but when it's like yeah i think it's the intention behind it like yeah. if the intention is to be be gross then yeah. not a fan if it's to give you a cool a cool eye implant so you can see through walls or whatever sweet <laughs> <laughs> uh sean you don't really watch horror much what did you think of this like true did you did you see any of this as horror film? Yeah. I I can't say I even thought of it yeah. like that. No, um, but but if I don't I, I, like seriously I don't watch really any horror except for like old seventies movies where like the swamp monsters coming out of the lake and it's like oh no, <laughs> you know and it's like it's just this plastic rubbery guy and he's yeah like, oh and we're like get him yeah move you kids and they're like 30 year olds on the swamp and it's like get out of there <laughs> anyway and but you no, know I don't, he's I don't getting do waterboarded horror, by so his own mask like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so there's a there's a punishment to the monster existing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah no I, I didn't think horror just like cool sci-fi guardians fun time with a lot of sadness i'll yeah. agree you know i mean i'm not gonna be like yeah i'm, I'm definitely anti-animal cruelty yeah. yeah, we're taking some hard but, stances. Uh, I was, I, yeah, we're calling all the what, what do they call it the the tough shots, the hot calls. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly um, right. Yeah, I didn't see the horror aspect. Uh, <laughs> this this um, is a small tangent, but I'm curious um, because so much of so many of the episodes are horror. Mm. When you watch Doctor Who, do you do you see any of that as horror? I mean, some of them get like more suspenseful, like the midnight one. If if you're familiar with that episode, that's more of a psychological type of thing. Yeah. Um, are there any that stand out to you as as like a horror movie? I mean, the Weeping Angels are very much a horror. Mm. Yeah, and that's they're... like also a Buffy. Oh, okay. Plot or no, no, Weeping Angels isn't Buffy plot. I just. I associate those in my head together of like the one where no one can speak because those are always on those listicles of like the scariest episodes. The, the whisper men. Yeah. 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 I, a lot of more from what I can remember, majority of doctor who is uh suspense and thrillers. Mm. Yeah. There's never like, to my knowledge, gore. Never really gore. There are times when people do turn into like goop or isn't there like, like things, but the flesh frame oh well that's yeah oh, that's cassandra cassandra sure. she's just like skin graph oh, yeah. basically but it's not yeah. really it's never done in a horror way it's no. just done in like this is weird it's just yeah it's just like if you think about it a little too hard you're like hmm, yeah that's a bad <laughs> existence <laughs> i feel like it's definitely more suspense horror doctor who but like it's still i think would be classified as horror just not like the gore yeah. or, or whatever um, I do feel like 
there are some because there's like you know weird skin graft monsters mm-hmm. or things that like just take parts of you and make frankensteins or like someone's head splits open and a brain attacks you or like hmm. the like you're talking about when the daleks kind of had their thing where i can't remember the exact episode but like they were putting nano stuff inside of people and so they like had eye stalks coming out yeah right like now. that happens yeah. quite a few times in the, the moffat era but there yeah. i was talking about a different uh special uh where there's a superhero and then the bad guy in that one is like brains i was thinking about that one today i need to rewatch it yeah oh yeah anyway marvel marvel this movie guardians there were i think there are horror themes yes um it's definitely there are still funny bits Mm -hmm. but it was all like sad humor like a big part of this movie is Mm -hmm. peter quill is really sad because his girlfriend died and so he's basically just a the town drunk he's mourning her and also an alternate timeline version of her is right in front of him and it's yeah she's not the same it's a lot of like laugh the tears away Mm -hmm. kind of humor it's very much depression humor like a lot of them are depressed and that's like why they sort of aren't a part of the guardians anymore at the end of this episode because spoilers none of them die no but they all kind of break up and go and do their separate things i think it's okay I think we also kind of talked about this with Quantumania of just like there were rumors that Paul Rudd was going to die. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd, the actor, was going to die <laughs> yeah. for this movie. Um, but that similar with this, that like someone big had to die in it or like people just assume that because it's the original characters that are all breaking up from this group. And a lot of the actors were like, we're not coming back. Right. So like you, you expected... That, you assume like, death. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fine to not do that or that they're taking a break from it just because like Infinity War and Endgame mm. were all about major character deaths. Yeah. And it's like because Guardians has been kind of an easier way for people to get into Marvel, if you then like kill Peter Quill, that's less of an incentive for people yeah. to keep watching that. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I ask because you are all more Marvel fans than I am if you're satisfied with the way that like the Guardians trilogy concludes with this. You mean yeah, I think I'm satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um I'm definitely curious cuz the there is a post-credit scene of Peter Quill is back on Earth. Yeah. And he's hanging out with his grandfather mm-hmm. and then it's like Peter Star-Lord will return. So I'm curious what they're going to do there. Mhm. Um, but in terms of like the guardians as a team that we know, I do feel like it was a pretty good conclusion. Mm-hmm. The only th- complaint would be that it, you need to know what happens in the other movies. Yeah, you can't just watch it as a trilogy like you can with Captain America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Sean. Oh, um, I, I was pretty satisfied with it. Yeah. I thought they they're all sort of, somewhat you know tragic ish characters they've got these uh, like bad backstories so like it's i thought it was totally fine that they all came out alive you know mm-hmm. they've all sort of had that personal growth and are off on their own uh paths so i thought like it's it, it maybe made more sense for this group of characters not to have someone die just because of how much they've been through mm-hmm. um just in their personal lives not just as a group um 
yeah, I, I, I was satisfied with, with the whole wrap up of it. Yeah. 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 I think it was a nice conclude. Like, honestly, even from the start of the movie, it felt like the ending. Mm-hmm. So it, it felt just like a very long ending. Was, yeah. It, yeah. Not, not that they dragged it out cause I didn't drag an ending out, but it definitely set the tone of, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it wrapped it up again. Would have been nice to have it in a way that you could just watch all three. Mm-hmm. Really hard to do after Endgame. Yeah. Um, but I think it's interesting that they are not really interesting, but I I'm curious to see if they do anything with the new Guardians. Because uh, yeah. they kind of got the people who are m- either more available yeah. or CGI. Yeah. yeah. And that's all it is. I was like, okay. Yeah. Huh. No, I mean, I'm also curious about the new Guardians. Uh, I feel like we haven't really talked about Adam Warlock really at all. Yeah. Um, they introduced that new character. I w- feel like in the press for this movie, Adam Poulter being in this movie was a Will huge... Will Poulter. Or Will Poulter. Yeah. Will Poulter. Will Warlock was a big <laughs> part of the press. Warlock, yeah, <laughs> and like I feel like it's not that he was barely in it, but like he didn't have as much plot significance as I thought he would. He just kind of showed up. Yeah, he was sort of a B plot t- type yeah. of thing, that... which is fine when you've got this huge like goodbye. Yeah. That's the A plot of the movie, but yeah, who who is he? <laughs> it's just like um... a person. I mean, I don't think he in the comics was ever because in this movie he's portrayed as a toddler, basically. Like he's mentally, yeah, mentally a toddler. He's he's fresh to the world, learning how it works. He wasn't even fully developed, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they sent him off. Um, in the comics, I don't know him as as well, but they don't really do that, right? In the comics, he's kind of like this serious. Yeah, he's very serious. Cosmic being. Yeah. Um, like he's, at one point he steals the Infinity Gauntlet and <laughs> joins the Council of th- these great Celestials. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I can't really picture this guy doing that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I do think an interesting story would be him getting to that point mm-hmm. by, like, being with the Guardians. Because, like, in this movie, He's a toddler, and then he's told to go kill this person, mm-hmm. bring bring this one other person back, and he's just like, okay, mother, I will do what you tell me. Mm-hmm. And then he hurts someone, and he feels guilt. He's Yeah, he's very confused about it. Yeah. And then he's also got, uh, what's his name, Blurp. Yeah, um, he adopts a pet. He kills the person who owned Blurp, and then he's like, I guess I'm responsible for you now, yeah. and then just like carries it with him for the rest so, of the So like, I do think an interesting storyline that they could do with that is he does basically learn and like find his way into that serious character. But I I don't know how interesting he would be once he reaches that point. That's another thing is like, I, I'm not super like comics to movies. It has to be exact. No, it's its own story. Exactly. Uh, One thing that I liked about that character is that they did change him because Boy, is he boring. Yeah, no, he is a boring character. It's the Dr. Manhattan thing of, like, you make an all-powerful being, and it's just like, you're the least interesting part of this thing. (laughs) So I guess we'll show your penis, right? Like, that's the only... (laughs) Did Will Poulter agree to that? (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah so it's i don't know like this i do think the story to becoming that boring character could be interesting through the lens of being a part of the guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. but then you are writing yourself into a corner of what do you do once he's there i think if you write him into a serious character kind of like they did with star lord where he was just a big bumbling goofball yeah. you know listening to music flipping himbo whatnot yeah into a pretty solid leader mm-hmm. uh but still funny yeah i think if they found that balance again yeah uh without but it would be tricky to do that without just the doing so like, star lord again the way i feel like basically if they write him into i'm sure there's a better comparison into being just a stoic like james bond-esque oh personality of just like he he knows what's happening but he kind of plays it close to the chest Mm -hmm. and then maybe like he's a little on unsuspecting maybe am i describing this right like i feel like yeah it's just hard to make a completely solid gold man unsuspecting yeah it is like the entire universe yeah and there's lots of different things out there i think the best description is maybe uh and i know the movie isn't out yet but they have a trailer for that new movie argyle that's coming out next year uh henry cavill's character in argyle Mm -hmm. based off of the trailer i feel like well the yeah argyle is about uh an author who writes spy novels and part of the trailer opens up with like a scene from her novel that they present it like it's just a regular spy movie at first and then yeah. you find out like it's all the novelization so like yeah you have the very suave like cookie cutter dude yeah who is played by henry cavill like that that kind of yeah. i know what you mean by that guy yeah <laughs> yeah um and then i feel like talking about rocket mm-hmm. and like that story should should be something we do yes just because that is what James Gunn was saying this whole thing was about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I, Rocket is sad. Yeah. Like, obviously, we talked about sad and, like, body horror and stuff, but mm-hmm. just, like, how much backstory. Basically, he was a regular raccoon with a litter of regular raccoons. He always... So, he always thought that he wasn't a raccoon or, like, yeah. he didn't know what a raccoon was. So then whenever Star-Lord would make jokes about, like, you're a talking raccoon, he would just be like, I don't even know what that means. And then you find out in this movie, he sees the label and he's like, I am a raccoon. Like, yeah. it's a it's a big moment for him to, like, know that he was experimented on and, like, this isn't what he was supposed to yeah. be when he was born. <laughs> That's a, I, I, like, I, I like that they highlighted this part as, like, the A plot because mm-hmm. that is kind of his whole B plot in the first two movies yeah. as well with Yondu trying to figure out what he is and who mm-hmm. he is. Uh, in the first one, it was, Oh, I can work with the team and not mm-hmm. just be on my own. The next mm-hmm. one was, Oh, I cannot be an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and actually work with these people. And then the next one is more in depth. You know? Yeah. Um, and so he's a raccoon. The high evolutionary did experiments for whatever reason the experiments on him worked it's, hasn't worked yeah. on basically any other experiment but for whatever reason rocket raccoon is this genius it seems like the high evolutionary was doing like the shotgun approach of just like let's experiment on 
every aspect yeah. like target one thing from each species and see what happens so like with uh rocket it was like the brain basically was enhanced um and then with teeths and floor and uh lila then like there it's a, a rabbit and an otter mm-hmm. and a walrus mm-hmm. who all have some variation going on yeah um so teeths the rabbit has like spider legs like mechanical spider legs and lila has teeths was the walrus wasn't it? yeah oh floor floor is the rabbit floor is the rabbit yeah spider legs teeths yeah is the walrus i think he has wheels yeah <laughs> yeah and then lila has the mechanical mm-hmm. arms yeah yeah and like they can all talk so like there was yeah. some brain enhancements or whatever but like it wasn't like to the level of rocket being able to build yeah. anything from anything mm-hmm. it, yeah rocket was to the level of like correcting the high evolutionary's calculations yeah. and then and then that's what made him take notice of yeah. rocket uh and then the high evolutionary kills rocket's friends mm-hmm. and they try to escape because they try yeah. to escape and then rocket escapes mm-hmm. um and so like that's kind of yeah that story there's obviously there's like more to it than that yeah. but that those are those are the highlights it was those done, are the sad highlights it, it, and it was done really well like yeah. i do think all of this movie was super cohesive mm-hmm. i thought it was paced well mm-hmm. i thought it was beautifully shot and everything like looked really good yeah um there is a really cool fight sequence sort of a hallway one take fight sequence with the guardians um where the camera's going all over the place. Oh, yeah. oh right. Um, and then there's some weird body horror in that where Nebula, like, breaks, yeah. basically. Like, her neck breaks, I think, or her back or something. Uh, and then, like, they show it fix and pop back into place. Yeah. yeah and I forgot about that sequence. That was good. Yeah. So, like, a lot of this, like, it is, like, a really solid movie. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that the biggest complaint does just tie back into the, it's, too connected into the other yeah. movies the mm. the biggest complaint with like marvel movies in general recently is that like it's no longer associated with quality like if you hear if it's a marvel movie um yeah. and this one uh in everything that i've seen they've always sig- uh like singled out guardians of the galaxy as like the bright spot for marvel this yeah. year and yeah stuff like that fight sequence shows that yeah because yeah. it's all it's all pretty polished. So the high evolutionary, they did they kill him at the end? He does die, but Rocket doesn't kill him. He just no, Sean, Sean, Sean what, what are you saying? Die? I don't, I don't think he does. I don't think he does die. I think I Drax think is actually him. seen carrying him out of there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And like a blink and you miss it thing, Drax carries him like. Back. Yeah. No, oh, because I thought he blew up. No, he took him out because Rocket was like, I'm not. I'm not like you. Yeah. I'm better than you. I'm not going to just... I know. knew Rocket didn't, like, pull the trigger, but it's yeah. been a while since I've seen this movie, so I thought he blew up in the ship. Oh, there's uh, a deleted scene uh, where Rocket does talk to him in a cage. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Oh. And it's, like, not completely rendered. Hmm. Pretty, I'm going to fact-check myself later, but I remember seeing that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. He would be a great overarching villain. <laughs> Oh, to change it from Kang? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like when when I watched this, I was just like, why is Jonathan Majors the big bad right now? Like, this guy is is frightening. He's yeah. got he's got enough of like the actual like um, morals of a villain, 
uh, in the he, way he that know, like, like they, John, uh, James Gunn uh, lets him be a bad person. There's yes. no like I'm doing this bad thing for a, what I think is a good cause. No, it's just like he's twisted. Yeah, and like he t- says terrible stuff. He does terrible stuff just because that's who he is. He's allowed to be yeah. bad, which is not something he we. He says he's doing stuff for like quote unquote the greater good but it's really clear that like yeah that standard that he sets for himself is never going to be met so then he's just going to cause an infinite amount of pain yeah so that's a pretty strong villain <laughs> yeah yeah uh my other thought that i have for this movie is the music is much different from the first two mm-hmm. um so it's not like just limited to like the 70s pop peter has the zune yeah, now. he gets a Zune, so, they, so have they have updated access, stuff. Yeah, they have access to a bunch of other music. Um, one of the facts that I have is uh, Gunn apparently wanted the trilogy to end with Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine since he started writing Volume 2, which is a very yeah. specific <laughs> tone to end your thing on. Yeah, I think tonally it makes sense, though, because like, mm-hmm. the first two, like they're still kind of like in the past, and then yeah. so they get like the older music, and then this one is like, oh, they are future they're moving on it's not just about peter anymore which yeah. is why the music was in that time yeah. period yeah. yeah so i just love florence and the machine <laughs> yeah it's so a it's... it's a very optimistic note to yeah. end things on yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah no, i thought the soundtrack was great as mm-hmm. the other two are yeah also the second movie we got no sleep till brooklyn mm-hmm. oh yeah and um it ends with father and son right or is that in this one? that's the second one that yeah no that's in the second one right yeah 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 cat stevens Mm. any other thoughts before production facts um i had one and then it just escaped me sean you got anything um so on the like the florence and the machine the dog days are over song like it it kind of gave me that sense of like all the characters are sort of now not just uh, separated individually but they're sort of unburdened from like their pasts and such mm-hmm. yeah. like rocket sort of confronted his making peter's now willing to go back to earth um mantis she sort of started as a dependent on on ego and now she's independent mm-hmm. um just and like nebula she had like a really bad family growing up now she's got sort of this new family of her own along with drax who's lost his family They've just sort of all turned the the page on on their past uh, problems and, and sort of flipped it in a positive way. Yeah. So I, I thought the song sort of kind of emphasized that. Yeah. I think Mantis needed that more than anyone mm-hmm. because throughout the whole thing, she was just kind of being hypocritical and then also saying really mean things and just saying, oh, now you forget about that. Yeah. It's like, you kind of... I mean, her, yeah, her whole thing of her leaving is, like, I need to figure out who I am mm-hmm. and not just yeah. be a reflection for other people's emotions. Yeah. 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 I was like, you you need that, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you need that. Take your scary pets with you and, yeah. and <laughs> fly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. She gets, um, whatchamacallit? The, the, yeah, the Lovecraftian whatever. Space yeah. whales? Space whales. Yeah, they are basically space whales. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember what they're Should called. We've been going on about how good this movie was and i i'm i forgot half over half of it well there's yeah. just so much in it yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah that's true yeah like it is just a it's a packed movie mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like it's done well it, it's it wasn't like a oh there was too much in that movie it was just like wow they, they there's a lot in that that is yeah, yeah. it's a hearty meal mm-hmm. yeah 
Also, it's another one where you have to have a Disney Plus subscription yep. to see mm-hmm. the Christmas special. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot because like I think in the in in the special you find out that Star Lord and Mantis are siblings. Yeah, and then it's oh. Right. Just kind of like brushed on in the third movie. And it's like, oh, we're siblings now. And I was just from the perspective of someone who doesn't have like I have Disney Plus. Yeah. But it, yeah. For someone who doesn't. I was just thinking that's probably just like whiplash. They're like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Production facts. Production facts. Guess. Oh, sorry, Sean. You go. You go. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I guess, like, technically it was also a deleted scene on the on the Blu-ray of Volume 2 where they announced it. Oh. So, like, uh. again, that's not a very straightforward uh, road to yeah. to knowledge, but uh, you got some options. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Production facts. Production facts. So, this was released uh, in several countries. It was released on May 3rd, 2023, but it had a May 5th release in the United States with a two-hour and 30-minute runtime and a PG-13 rating. Um, it has, at least when I made these notes, has an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 94% audience score, 64 out of 100 on Metacritic, and an A on Cinema Score. Uh, the critic and audience on Rotten Tomatoes consensus is the movie is dark but doesn't sacrifice its humor. Um, other reviews call it the best Marvel film in years, and negative reviews specifically take issue with how animal cruelty is portrayed. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the budget was two hundred and fifty million dollars, and was it successful? Yes. Yeah, I uh, figured this one was very. Um, so box office, it got eight hundred and forty-five point six million dollars, three hundred and fifty-nine million domestic, and four hundred and eighty-six point six million in other territories. Um, volume one and two earned seven hundred and seventy-three million dollars, and then eight hundred and sixty-three million globally respectively um it's the fourth highest grossing movie of 2023 and it has the best second weekend hold of any mcu movie even with a 48 percent drop so like that number it, it earned 48 percent less in second weekend but still holding strong as far as marvel movies go D- did they just not like that there's animal cruelty or did Probably. they think it needed to be um I forget if I specify later, but from what I remember reading, then it was like animal cruelty being used as a um, it, not glorifying, but like the fact that it's a catalyst for the like who he is now. I I truly forget, but it's mm. it's something about like. Um, the making like making rocket as a result of animal crew i i don't remember hmm. mm. yeah hmm. yeah i can look that up later i yeah <laughs> I, I just don't that argument doesn't really hold a lot of weight for me mm-hmm. people are weird with animal cruelty of yeah. just like because like how else portraying it mm-hmm. is yeah how else was do you think rocket would be made he he ate a robot and then boom yes like from from the beginning his dad was a robot and his mom was a raccoon and a a robot love each other very much Uh, (laughs) i remember this lesson yes yeah yeah Uh, the robots and the raccoons yeah Yeah. (laughs) tales all this time yeah uh but like from the beginning in the first movie you see 
a uh, the spine grafted onto him. Yeah. Yeah. I, immediately you think, okay, someone. He's been a, through it. Yeah. 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 So it's like we we knew this was yeah. kind of its beginning. Yeah. I, don't know. I can I can look up specifics later if we want to, but um, I'm gonna keep going for now. Yeah. So uh, this movie slash just a third Guardians movie in general has been teased since 2014. Uh, James Gunn had plans for the trilogy, but was reluctant to work on a third movie without Michael Rooker as uh, Yondu Udinata. Uh, initial private release date was set for May 1st, 2020, and then Gunn turned in a rough draft of the script in June of 2018. Uh, July 20th, 2018, uh, Marvel ties are severed with Gunn over the controversial tweets. He apologizes uh, the cast and that, like, basically the entire cast of guardians and then also 300,000 people um like signatures on a petition they all came to his defense to say reinstate him um i forget the specifics of the tweets it was just like in general like should he have said it no was it it pretty par for the course in like early 2010s yeah Yeah. it it wasn't a funny joke but like it was a joke Mm -hmm. and he has has very he's been very vocal since then about i like i I can't remember what it was Mm. but i know it's just like the like causes that support what he was making fun of Mm -hmm. he's been very vocal supporting those causes Mm. and so it's just like clearly he's learned obviously he knows i i don't want to keep talking about bill burr but it is that like it does remind me of that um quote that he said in that interview of like if you have to go back in someone's tweets for like eight years to say, see, look, they're, they're a terrible mm-hmm. person. It's like, well, there were eight years where they were not a terrible person. Yeah. And <laughs> that then doesn't have any value. So like, yeah, sometimes he's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there were apparently tense negotiations behind the scenes by Marvel to convince Disney to hire Gunn back. Um, basically by that point, it was out of Marvel's hands. It would have to be a Disney decision to, to say like he can keep directing this. Um, and then August of 2018, the pre-production crew already assembled were dismissed while they searched for a new director. Uh, Batista threatened to leave the project. And then Sean Gunn was unsure about reprising his role. It'd be real weird because be they're brothers. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to be like, my brother's not attached to this anymore. I'm going to take that check. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then in mid-October 2018, the day after James Gunn joins DC's The Suicide Squad, He's informed he can return to direct the Guardians <laughs> movie. Um, and then negotiations agreed to put the Marvel movie on hold until 2021 so that he can make the DC film. And then the public reveal wasn't until March 2019 that all of this was happening. I remember reading about this as it came out and it definitely felt like someone moving on to, to a new person. Yeah. And they're like, wait, baby. I, I forgive you. It. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. It, it yeah. was. It was so. We both said things we didn't mean. <laughs> Warner Brothers, which arguably is struggling, uh, much more than Marvel when it comes to superhero movies, mm-hmm. was like, oh, you don't, you He's don't available. You don't want the guy who's done like your big thing. Yeah. That like mm-hmm. that is just like successful. For everything that he's done, we will take him. Yeah, we have goofy guys too. We got tons of goofy guys. Yeah. You want goofy guys? We'll give you goofy guys. Yeah. I mean, we we already got one TV show about goofy guys, but trust me, yeah. you can have another. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did read another article from Variety when I was looking at the Jonathan Major stuff, um, where it was just talking about like 
where Marvel is at right now um, and like the the difficulties that they're facing um, and it said like the fact that the most successful movie that they've had this year um, being directed by the person who is now the head of their rival DC is like not a fact that's lost on anyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, James Gunn said he views himself as and Rocket as the same. So it's not like an autobiography, but he's like, if I identify with anyone, then it's this character. Um, he felt that you could justify a Bugs Bunny-like character in the MCU if he had the saddest origin story in the universe. Um, which, yeah, correct. Job done. I do think that's interesting because I remember like when the first Guardians came out, Like, I feel like what happened was DC was like, we can't make a Wonder Woman movie because it would be too hard to do the invisible plane. (laughs) And then Marvel was like, cool, we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy Mm -hmm. and it has a talking raccoon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like that was like the response from Marvel. (laughs) And then like, that was just like so funny. Yeah. And then James Gunn is just like, yeah, he's going to be the saddest character in the universe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he also initially considered telling Rocket's origin story um, as a Rocket and Groot team-up film without the other Guardians, but he felt that Peter needed more of a conclusion first. Yeah. I like the idea of a Rocket and Groot, like, buddy cop yeah. <laughs> style story, but yeah, for a trilogy, it feels like a weird note to end on. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, it could have been cool if they did... Uh, like a movie in between like where it's just rocket and Groot mm-hmm. and then guardians yeah yeah like a, a special or something i do yeah. feel like though like it would only work if it was the original Groot mm. like this new Groot is so much like he he's a he's star lord's kid just as much as he is Ra- uh, rocket's kid mm-hmm. right like and so like I, I feel like this one doesn't quite work as a buddy cop first Groot didn't feel like rocket's kid no they were like, just like friends yeah and like so like they that's just a package deal and that's why i think that one would work for a buddy cop but to do a weird prequel i think would be a little weird mm-hmm. that's fair yeah. yeah um after drafting this story the script apparently went relatively unchanged even through production delays um although there were some conflicts with the thor love and thunder edit that mm. they then had to iron out yeah but yeah uh, the 2022 Guardians holiday special that we mentioned earlier was shot at the same time as the movie, which apparently provided uh, emotional relief for everyone from working on the more heavy scenes in Volume 3. Yeah. That tracks. Uh, I don't think I've seen that holiday special. Um, it's decent. Yeah. It's a little goofy. Mm-hmm. It's really goofy. So the first part, half of it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second half, it kind of just drags. Uh, yeah it doesn't like it doesn't fall apart but it is sort of like i don't know kind of loses some of its oomph mm-hmm. yeah it's like the fir- first part they're kind of moving around and going to different places yeah. and then the second half is just in it's a really cool set mm-hmm. uh but it's just that one set location that they have for nowhere the mm-hmm. street yeah. and with a bunch of christmas lights gotcha and kevin bacon Kevin Bacon, well, and then a band 
there's yeah. like a whole like they do basically a live show taping like, of a, an entire song from mm, a band yeah it felt like a music the second half felt like a music video yeah. Mm. yeah sean what do you think of the the holiday thing yeah yeah that's that all seems about fair uh i enjoyed it you know i mean you you can't have a uh, homage to the star wars holiday special without just doing a music straight up music video for for a little bit you know mm. so you gotta you gotta plug that in even if it slows down the plot you know even if it's just like a wookie looking at, at a hologram you know that that's what they did back then you know and it translated just it translated better the this time around i'd have to say and it still um, works just as that? it did in the past <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a fun time yeah. yeah all right um this is the first marvel movie to have the uncensored fuck word well you can't say oh. that on this now i have to go and put that this is explicit content <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it like yeah. you can't say it within the first minute or two well no i mean on like podcasts and oh stuff. Yeah. gotcha why would you do that oh Sorry. my goodness uh i'm gonna say his line or i can i mean yeah, yeah. go ahead we can well, say whatever the hell we want <laughs> oh uh, uh, frick <laughs> Uh, so Chris Pratt's line was open the fucking door and it was apparently improvised at Gunn's suggestion Um, they apparently considered giving the line to Groot apparently this was a thing that they had debated for a while was like at some point somebody's gotta say it they were like what if the tree said it (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, it's a very casual use it just like yeah it was done perfectly they don't make a big deal yeah because like in the scene is they get into a car and then nebula nebula's never used a car before so she doesn't know how to get in yeah uh and so peter's getting annoyed because he's Mm -hmm. been in a car before yeah he's from earth and then he's like after some back and forth uh he's just like just get in the fucking car yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, I remember there being an interview about that because it was the first uh, use of the word mm-hmm. in Marvel. Uh, and that option was originally given during Endgame, either Infinity War or Endgame to the Russo brothers. Oh. And they were like, ah, we don't we don't want that to be part of our thing. You know, really? They don't... didn't they didn't want the scene where Tony Stark dies and he just and as he's dying, he just <laughs> says, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That would uh, be a pretty good time to do it. Could, yeah. <laughs> uh, or like Peter running up to him while he's dying. He's like, oh, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, when Thanos is like, I don't often enjoy what I do, but this will be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say this fox. <laughs> I, I am in fucking inevitable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, and then or, or, James Gunn yeah, went on no, Sean, to... Sean, Sean. Oh, oh, shoot. Sorry, I didn't hear him on my oh, I, I, No, it's, it's good. It's good. Or like when he's like... Spoilers for Endgame. When Thanos is finally being dusted, it's just that one word drawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, 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 he, he slowly fades away to nothing and you just, he just yeah. says... but it actually finishes yeah no samuel jackson's which was mother 
Yeah. No, there's no there's no cut. Yeah. You, you, before his mouth fully fades, the mouth is the last thing to fade away. It has a clear case. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just gets close in on the mouth as he fades into nothing, and it ends with the... And then it fades into nothing, and you see behind. And then, like, Spider-Man or someone is giving, like, a thumbs up. <laughs> nice. We Good did job. Again. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, in the interview, he goes on uh, to say, like, Kevin Feige apparently brought it up again. He was like, hey, you know, you can do this, but, you know, you're going to be known for it being that movie. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want that. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought that was interesting. It was, I I didn't watch it. I read it. So, sure. Take Mm -hmm. that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, I have two more facts before we get to our rating. Uh, George McKay and Renee John Page were on the shortlist to pay, play Adam Warlock. Um, Microsoft made a 3D printed Zune as part of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 promotion. Uh, it's just the one, and it's on the International Space Station. Hmm. Um, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just made one. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Anything else before our ratings? No, I don't. I think we gotta get Ra- this get this on the keep it going keep it going get this on the keep it going Ooh. excuse me i burped can you do that take again and closer to the mic i can't burp again oh <laughs> ever again so our ratings for yeah. how we do this is out of four with five options a zero out of four is fuck fuck <laughs> no F- no fuck fuck no well if you fuck. have to put that explicit tag on it you're fuck gonna make no. it worth it <laughs> fuck that <laughs> fuck stop making movies fuck <laughs> one out of four is um yeah that's it was a movie that was a movie two out of four is like that's it's tech it's tech better it's yeah it's good three out of four is that i liked it that was that was a good movie and you know it was well made mm-hmm. and four is that's oscar worthy mm-hmm. um so let's you need a reminder of what your rating was no i gave this a three no you gave it a four really yeah so i gave this a four <laughs> and i'm sticking to it <laughs> you won't be convinced otherwise Ain't nobody gonna tell me what I want this movie to be rated. Except for me. (laughs) One out of four. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it was a four. Yeah. Bryce. (laughs) Well, let me check with past me Uh, (laughs) to confirm. Past past you didn't have anything. Oh, man. Well, then I guess that's my... No. Uh, I'd give it a high three. Cool. Okay. Sean? Uh, Yeah, Sean. I, I can't not give it a four. Cool. It's, it's got that four for me. Mm-hmm. Pass me would beat me up. <laughs> uh, I gave it a three. Plain and simple. Um, Just because I can't watch it again, mm-hmm. and I can't consider that to be a perfect movie if I can never watch it again. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so that means episode rating, 3.5. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And the now Marvels. now we talk about the Marvels. Yeah. Um. Y'all are gonna talk the Marvels. I'm gonna learn about the Marvels. You still haven't yeah. seen it. Still haven't seen it. Okay. Well, you're about to learn the synopsis. That's fine. <laughs> I. That's fine. Yeah. If you uh, hand me. Yeah. Well, actually, hold on. I I have it pulled up. Okay. Uh, I was also gonna say, what were everyone's first impressions when you heard about this movie? Oh. Um. I mean, I wasn't like super stoked about it the way I was for the other two that came out this year. I was excited. 
because mm. I did. I really liked the first Captain Marvel. I thought it was a really solid movie. Mm. Um, I I feel like a lot of the flack for that one was because it was a woman. Oh yeah, like that was that was a fully <sighs> organized targeted campaign yeah. to give it negative reviews. Yes. Um I thought it was a really good movie. I liked it more than the first Wonder Woman movie, which I know a lot of people really liked. I wasn't super impressed with the first Wonder Woman movie. I liked it when I saw it and then I haven't really thought about it yeah. ever again. Um but this one I the Marvels I was just like, "Oh, interesting. Okay, that'll that'll be interesting." Mm-hmm. And I will talk about this a lot. I'm sure I think I wasn't as excited because it had so much connected into the rest of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the first like when when it was released or or announced. Uh, this one was the first one that made me start thinking. That's this is hardly accessible. Yeah, yeah. Because you you know half of the people on here are you know introduced on Disney Plus. Yeah, and you have to watch. Two, two seasons worth of television mm-hmm. yeah to to know it's at three if you know does secret invasion play into it at all yeah. not really they tried i mm. i know we have a thing about it, that it's later. not super no it's more because like secret invasion he starts on the space station he goes to earth and then he goes back to the space station mm-hmm. so it's really like whatever post-credit scene movie had him on the space station just hanging out and he like says back to work everybody that's all you need to know oh okay yeah they, all i remember yeah. from that series is amelia clark's weird <sighs> yep drax arm uh-huh. yeah yeah sean <laughs> sean what were your first impressions when you heard about this movie I, um, I'm not really sure even when I first heard about it. Maybe the end of the Captain Marvel series. I, I remember it was like Miss Marvel will, uh, sorry, Miss Marvel series. Miss mm-hmm. Marvel will return in, in the Marvels. I think. I was like, well, I just enjoyed that series. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing Miss Marvel again. Um, you know, I liked uh, Captain Marvel, but uh, that was about. It was like I look forward to it, but it wasn't like hype train locomotive express it was just like yeah i'm here to i'm yeah i'll I'll watch it it should be good um my thoughts were just nervous for the online response of yeah um yeah another like which i know there was some obviously yeah it wasn't as bad as the first one i think a lot of the flack this time was more warranted because of all of the who are these people yeah like i have no idea what this is about i think there should have been just a captain marvel 2 i think i would have been way more excited if it had just been captain marvel i agree um yeah it's just like the initial premise of like people responded obviously not everyone not all men but (laughs) a lot of people respond (laughs) with um you know there's a a woman and she's a protagonist let's let's downvote that to hell and then what's our way to fix that let's make it three women and let's make two of them women of color because that goes over well every single time (laughs) so i was just more nervous about like the world that we live in than um (laughs) the actual movie itself i had no real like positive or negative thoughts in anticipation of this movie that's fair it felt like the it gave me third energy movie 
Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely or third movie energy. Yeah. So yeah. like I I do think and I'll say this, I liked the movie. I thought it was a good movie. I do think there was a really solid movie had it just been Carol Danvers versus the villain because mm-hmm. the villain was really only personal to Carol Danvers. I think well, so like they tried to make it like it's obviously going to have Captain Marvel in it because she's the established character. Yeah. It's going to have um Monica. 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 Rambo. It's going to have Monica because she's connected to Carol's past. I think it makes sense to have her in this movie and then they try to attach the villain because of like the intertwined powers uh like the the bracelet thing with Miss Marvel. But yes, if it was just Monica and Carol, I feel like that's a stronger initial premise. Yeah, and I I, I think if they had wanted Miss Marvel to be in this, she could have been a small cameo like in a scene or something. Mm-hmm. Um so that you can still have the post-credit scene um where that thing goes off into yeah. whatever, but I I just I I don't even think Monica like I get Monica's part I don't feel like her story was as necessary. I feel like maybe we should talk about the synopsis. Yes. Before we start. Before we start breaking down the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to read this one? Yeah, I can read this one. Great. Carol Danvers destroyed the supreme intelligence, which leads to a Kree civil war that destroys their home planet. Hala. 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 Mm -hmm. Bad air, no sunlight or water. Dar Ben, the... Hala ruler uh, yeah. <laughs> finds a quantum band uh, and the other quantum band belongs to Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel mm-hmm. and uses it to tear open a jump point in space which Nick Fury's organization S.W.O.R.D. notices. Monica Rambeau investigates the jump point anomaly at the Sabre space station while Carol Danvers investigates at the source. When Monica touches the anomaly she, Carol, and Kamala Khan all teleport and switch places. There's fighting before they all return to their original locations, and it's just it, there's a lot of chaos. They mm-hmm. keep switching back and forth. Then Nick Fury and Monica visit Kamala and her family home that's now destroyed. Kamala uses her powers again and switches places with Carol, so they figure out that the switching happens when they use their powers simultaneously. Peace talks have also broken down between the Kree and the Skrull, so the three travel to a Skrull refugee camp on Tarnax. Dar Ben rips open another jump point that siphons Tarnax's atmosphere back to Hala and gives them clean air. There's a somewhat successful rescue attempt at the scrolls, and the Marvels are officially formed. They share information on the quantum bands and that the jump points are creating an unstable universe. Dar Ben then targets the water planet Aladna and opens another jump point for their water. Her next target is Earth and the Sun. The Marvels fight Bendar. She manages to get both quantum bands and opens another space hole. This kills her and ruptures the multiverse. The Marvels all work together to fix the tear, but the process leaves Monica stranded in an alternate universe. Carol restores Hala's son, saving the planet's people, and Kamala decide, decides to find an, others to team up with, meeting Kate Bishop. A mid credit scene shows Monica waking up in a hospital with the alternate universe version of her mom next to her and also Hank McCoy slash Beast from X-Men. I feel like more scenes should end the description with and also Hank McCoy from the X-Men is yeah. here. <laughs> uh, and to, to clarify, it's Hank McCoy slash Beast played by... Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. So the one from 
the X-Men Last Stand movie. Oh. Yeah, because a uh, little fun fact, Kelsey Grammer loves Beast. Yeah. Like, he loves that character. He has wanted to come back for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This Beast, CGI, mm. um, he looks very much like the X-Men 97 Beast. And did they play the music? No, they didn't. They didn't play the music. He looks like X-97 Beast, but the place that they were in looked like the X-Men tunnels from the original trilogy of X-Men. Hmm. Um, like, it had, like, the big silver X door and everything. Um, so, oh, and then the this universe's version of Monica's mom is a character. Uh, is a comic character. Mm-hmm. What is her name? Um, it's something sp- space related. Yeah, I don't think I. I can go. Sean, to Sean, do you remember? She's not Storm, is she? No, no. she's not Storm. Oh. It's not like bin- binary or something. Oh, or? binar. Bi- oh. Binar. Do you know? I think it's binar. Um, I will look if you want to um, talk I, about the cast. Yeah. Do you love me some Hank McCoy though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the the movie had a pretty good cast. Um, obviously Brie Larson is Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Tiona Paris is Monica Rambo. Amon Vellani is Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel. Sam Jackson is Nick Fury. Zawe Ashton is Dar Ben. Gary Lewis is Emperor Droge? Droge? I don't know. I grew up with a Gary Lewis. Hmm. Parxio June is Prince Jan. Zenobia Shroff is Muniba Khan. Mohan Kapur as Yusuf Khan. Sagar. Sa- binary. Sh- oh, it's binary? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right, Sean. Um, okay. Shaq as uh, Marka, Amir Concert and Tessa Thompson shows up as Valkyrie very briefly, and then a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're on the thoughts section. Do we have them? Yeah. Um, I've got some thoughts. Sorry that you haven't seen this, Bryce. Nah, it's fine. Um, my my main takeaway is that this was a good movie. I I I I thought it was a solid movie. It's a solid superhero movie, yeah. Um it's just again is the connection of having to know all of this stuff. I thought it was shot really well. There were a lot of scenes in this that I was like, "Oh, this is this is good." Which is why I think there is like a really solid movie in there if they kind of just take out the Miss Marvel stuff. And I do like her in this movie. Like, yeah, I thought she was really good in this movie. Yeah. I really liked the Miss Marvel TV show. I mm-hmm. thought it was really solid. It's just I think it was too much for yeah. this one movie. I think I mentioned in the last recording that we did, but like I saw this movie early. Um, and then when I talked or like asked the guy's opinions afterwards of like, what did you think about this movie? And it was an older man who has never seen Marvel uh, didn't understand when his when his son tried to explain it to him. He was like, "I had no idea what was going on, but that young girl, I thought she was great." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's um, very charismatic. <laughs> Sean, what what are your thoughts? Sure. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, like a really fun movie. You know, like fun was maybe the emphasis of the word. It wasn't necessarily like the most like heartstring pulling type of show it was just like yeah, we're going we're going to have a good time it's it's fun mm-hmm. yeah um i i wouldn't have i mean i i can definitely see where you're why why you're, why you would say that there could be like a captain marvel 2 maybe before this 
like there's a whole lot of like backstory stuff that it feels like it could almost be its own story about her fighting the Kree in the first place. Yeah. Like the fact that we just show up and it's like, well, they, they all remember that uh, uh, she destroyed their, their their life and all that jazz. Um, I don't know. I mean, even if you didn't go back in time for that, it, it maybe would have more effect uh, story-wise if you just really focused in on her rather than she's just kind of hiding her effects from her teammates the whole the whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I like the storyline of we come in and we see, like, like she did what she said she was going to of destroying the whatever, the great intelligence or... <laughs> whatever god yeah supreme intelligence supreme mm-hmm. intelligence yeah um i like that storyline and then like someone mm-hmm. who was sort of a nobody just like a guard just a regular guard was like oh yeah. i'm going to f- like fix things for my people there were consequences to captain marvel's actions yeah that, i think that's a yeah. great story on its own i think that would have been like really solid and then like you can bring monica rambo and then have that like thing of like that's how we get captain marvel back onto earth and Mm -hmm. and, like more on the avengers stuff of just like yeah you have family here that you just like left yeah that is a great movie by itself throwing in the miss marvel i just thought was like a little too much yeah just really like i do think this would have worked as a trilogy like he's yeah uh, um yeah it has trilogy energy of like maybe the first one captain marvel second one monica yeah i guess sometime after wandavision happens because that's Mm -hmm. the thing we haven't even talked about is like you have to watch wandavision before seeing this yeah to know who monica is and then the third one include uh miss marvel in it yeah and i guess like technically Monica is in the first Captain Marvel as right. a kid. Yeah. Um, but to to find out like how she got her powers and everything, mm-hmm. you you have to watch. Do they not explain it in the movie? Yeah. No. No, they're just kind of like a witch. Like that's like I think there was like a throwaway line of just like yeah, I dealt well, with a witch yeah, and I got these powers. Because Captain Marvel doesn't even know how she's like. What happened to you? And yeah, like, she didn't even know that yeah. Monica had powers. Yeah, because they just they don't talk. Yeah. So then, yeah, she it's it's treated more as like a throwaway line if she's like, it was a witch's curse. You had to be there, kind yeah. of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. the fight scenes were good. Oh, fight scenes were really it was really well choreographed. Isn't it? It's yeah. another one that was filmed really well. I mean, like Marvel typically films things well. I I I feel like some kind of stand out more than others, but I thought there were some really good shots in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun being drained was good. Mm-hmm. All of the people with their their dune like face coverings, yeah. I thought was really interesting because the planet didn't have any air, so they all had like weird breathers on, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was just kind of dune esque. Um, yeah. My only note that I have written down here um, is the singing planet. So there, there's. So they go to a singing planet. This includes a musical number this yeah. is the first marvel movie to include a musical number is the planet itself singing or is it like this the, the singing yes. towers from the, no 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 the, no, planet, the planet itself like their no. language 
Yeah, the pla- the people sing. The people, it's not okay. like the planet is sentient. I'm thinking oh. like ego. I see. No. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. The people, the people, the language they speak is song. They don't understand if you're just talking. Unless they also know talking. So, so like the, the prince yeah. is bilingual. Yeah, he starts speaking and then... And yeah, that is like a weird line where they're like, yeah. "Oh, he's speaking." He's like, she's like, "Yeah, he's bilingual." Like, that's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I get like why it's not like necessary. I, I do yeah. like it. I thought it like it it like Sean said is fun. I thought it added a funness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there was so much happening in a way that wasn't super cohesive. That yeah. adding even just this little cherry on top was just like yeah it was um if guardians of the galaxy packs everything into it in effective way this just like this didn't do that in an effective way it wasn't as satisfying no it just like i don't know i it doesn't fully feel necessary to me like there's that that like you know D D, or like just you go on a quest and then you have to do side quests in order to like advance the main quest like that kind of thing so like they go to the singing planet because of that and then it's like kind of used as a a peek into what captain marvel has been up to while she's been alone in space for forever yeah. um and it yeah it just i don't know i thought it was a little weird um like it is fun but like it also nothing happens with it and this is a, a dumb nitpicky thing but i'm not satisfied with the rules of the of the world of like what do you mean you can't understand like speaking it has to be elongated like i don't i don't get okay so like i i i, I understand <laughs> but we on this planet do have languages where your inflection changes the word right so like if if that really is what they knew then the inflection of just being like, hey, dog, yeah. would be different. Would be like, hello, my homie. How are you doing? <laughs> right? Like, it's just like, a, a, it, it that would technically be different. I, I get it, but I was overthinking it where I was like, but rap is a genre. Do you not understand rap? Like, does it have to have music behind it? Well, it was, well, think it's the, just, it's purely a me thing. Think of it this way. Have you ever walked into a room full of theater kids? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm don't understand what the hell they're saying well (laughs) another thing could be though there was music playing yeah and there were never instruments being played so it could be part of like so like maybe these people can make these sounds yeah that's true yeah um the other part that i didn't love about that planet is so the three of them walk into the room set up of a joke uh (laughs) three women walk into a ballroom (laughs) and um some random guy like it's not even like he just some guy is introducing them um and he says like so so captain marvel got married to the prince for purely political reasons so that like they're friends it's not a romantic thing whatever um so they're all like yay our princess has returned and she's brought along two new faces uh and all of this is sung and then monica is like upset because like there's this whole other part of her aunt that she doesn't know and she's just like absorbing all of this and it's a lot to take in but the guy says uh two new faces and then he looks at her and he goes but one of them could be friendlier it's just like in a movie about three women who are the protagonists 
you told one of them to smile more and then they never bring it up like she doesn't get to say like hey man yeah that's not cool like, I, yeah so like you told me about that so weird before i saw it it's so, like yeah. i was like waiting for it i don't i didn't see it and i know i'm a man whoa oh congratulations hmm. but i didn't see it quite as bad and i feel like maybe it is just like the theater kid in me of just like i know this is a musical yes. planet yes like everyone in musicals typically unless it's like a sad musical or whatever it's like oh it's happy and whatever it's yeah. like i feel like that's how i took it and i know there was like obviously a little bit of the telling a woman to smile more purely for like as a musical i yeah. get it it fits it's like all very tight together but like not having a reaction from her, like a bigger reaction. The other thing is you could just not include it. Yeah. And then it's not a thing in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like my main gripe that I had with this movie. It's just yeah. like that's the part that feels the least cohesive out of all of this. Yeah. It's just like you, you want to be like, Marvel's doing feminism now. Yeah. And then you include this thing. <laughs> At least like this one was directed by a woman. Yes. So like. It at least, you know, yeah. made it in the past. It's, but... Is it the worst thing they could have done? No. Did I like it? Also, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing with this musical planet is that they get new costumes. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And they kind of suck. If I'm <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that's where that happens. Yeah. Um, like, Miss Marvel's costume that she gets in the show way cooler than the costume in this one like this one is like super flat and same with captain marvel's costume like they're both just like really flat how does miss marvel get her costume in the show because i haven't i think her mom it. just makes it okay is, is that right sean yeah that's correct yeah her mom made it right after they figured out that she was a, a hero and so it was like a it had some meaning to it that the family was like accepting and it also her. just looked then, cool yeah that's yeah, it also just look cool. Yeah, that's something that the shows don't have, or the shows and the movies have never been able to execute well. Is in the comics, you just see characters throw on costumes here and there willy nilly, and it's like, yeah, we're not really thinking about it. But in the movies, they try to justify it. Mm. It's like, just toy branding. Okay, we have to now get, find a way for, to get you in this suit and. Uh, like in the case of Spider-Man. You just oh turn it no. inside out. It got it, slime on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You have this really high-tech suit yeah. that can do so much. Yeah. How do we nerf you? Yeah. Like. Yeah. And, like, oh. the 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 new thing that they gave Miss Marvel with this new suit is that her scarf acts as, not sentient, but, like. A, she uses it as a whip. As a whip. But like that can grab on and then like pull people. So her... they they're telling her to not use her powers because she's got the other half of the bangle. So like she's an easier target for the villain. So then the guy is like, use your scarf. Like, yeah. So they gave her clothing that mimics her powers in the comics, basically. Because in the comics, uh, Miss Marvel is basically Elastigirl. Oh, okay. Um, like she just stretches and like turns into like different shapes, basically. And then in this one. Because they are making her a mutant now. Because in the comics, yeah. she's an inhuman. But now she's a mutant. They also changed her powers. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. And, like, 
whatever, that's fine. But if you're gonna change her powers, why give her a scarf that can mimic the powers you changed it from? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they... The way that it read to me was like, oh, they changed their powers so that they can make it more like Carol Danvers to have this yeah. plot. Yeah. And that part bothers me. That's fair. Uh, and also, I just... In the comics, she's just a more interesting Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic, <laughs> if you actually cared. Mm. Mr. Fantastic, who isn't the smartest man alive. Yeah. Like, and so, like, she can think about other things, like emotions and feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and being an intriguing character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, the singing planet was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to mention the, the scrolls. Like, yeah. that little part where, like, they save a bunch of scrolls from a colony. Not all of them. Just, like, a bunch yeah, of Yeah, they're them. very realistic about, like, we're doing triage here. Like, this is the best we can do. Yeah. Uh, C- C- Camilla is, like, uh, we have to save them. And Carol and Monica are, like, we've saved most of them. We can't. This is the best we can do. I'm sorry. Get on the spaceship or else the, we're yeah. going to die. They're, like, yeah, this is we can save this many if we don't leave right now yeah. we're gonna kill everyone yeah so so they yeah. save a bunch of them mm-hmm. and then while they're in space valkyrie uh uses the bifrost portal thing to take them off of the ship and back to new asgard mm-hmm. um so new asgard is just like this magical place where un- unhomed people <laughs> of, of the scrolls now yeah yeah but i think Doing that is very weird post-Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. which is, like, sort of a story that's not quite wrapped up. And then, like, the whole point was, no. like, we have too many scrolls on Earth. The thing is, <laughs> is that Secret Invasion sucked was bad. <laughs> so, if it goes against that, then, like, cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is one of those things of, like, let's just pretend this one never happened. And, yep. and then, like, we just have th- everyone on New Asgard now. I guess you could also kind of think of it as, like, maybe the ones on Earth are, like, this is the radical cell of the yeah. scroll population, <laughs> and the rest of them are pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't Secret know. Invasion they, was rough. They chose that series to kill Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. I know. That... that Mm-hmm. that's my takeaway from that yeah. show yep. when that <laughs> happened and like i think that was like the first episode uh-huh. where she dies and then like you see the whole thing of like scrolls changing faces and like no one is who they say they are and everything so i was like oh okay so there's no way that like she's actually dead like yeah, this, they can bring her back yeah like nick fury's right hand person like gone yeah and then and then the rest of the show just kept happening it was like oh no <laughs> they've committed to this bit yeah. <laughs> so how and i don't mean to keep going on secret invasion but uh have they nailed down how long Rhodey was a scroll? No, no, not yet. Because that'll be kind of messed up if yeah. Rhodey never got to say bye to Tony. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of people are are they've been on online like being like, if you if you made him not say goodbye to Tony, that is terrible. Like, why why would you why would you do that? I'm sure this is all very uh, difficult to follow if you haven't seen Secret Invasion. Yeah. So, like, out of context, it, you know what? It doesn't actually help in context. Nope. Um, <laughs> Not really. There are aliens on Earth, and they, they can mimic people. That's basically what you have to know. Yeah, yeah. they're shapeshifters. So then the whole implication is, like, they've been here the whole time. <laughs> and then who can you really trust, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. 
whatever. Yeah. I don't know if I really have much more to say about the Marvels. Um, it was fine. Oh, the the cats are back. The what are those called? Aliens. The the blur, the flurgan, the flurkin, flurkin, flurkin. Mm. Okay, so the flurkin are back. Yeah. Goose, goose is there. Goose lays a bunch of eggs on the spaceship, mm-hmm. and they hatch into little baby flurkins, so kittens. Mm-hmm. And then they have to evacuate the Saber space station, and the way that they do that is the kittens eat everyone, eat everyone. And then they pile all the cats onto an escape shuttle, and then they, it lands on Earth, and then the kittens start vomiting everyone out. Because it's like, there's an issue with the escape pods, so they can't save everyone, and you think it's going to be another thing of like, oh no, we couldn't save all, all the squirrels, now we can't save all the saber yeah. people. But then they just have the kitten, they're like, we can transport so many more kittens than we can Yeah. people. And it sounds goofy, I actually liked it. It's a pretty good sequence. It, they do it in a way that's like, oh, okay, this is fun. That's the type of fun that I'm cool with it yeah, yeah. Was, was that like a camilla khan idea yes no. okay i think so was it her idea i think oh, is it not or was oh, it happening by so. the time that they got back like i feel like there's there's the door opening and it's at least monica and carol who are like hello what's going on and everyone's like we've got this under control and then like employees are being eaten in the background i forget exactly if camilla oh. was involved in that i really thought that she was like guys all right that's fun i guess the I think way it's that's a... described to sorry. Oh, I I thought that was a Samuel L. Jackson uh, nugget there. Oh, the old, yeah, uh, that would make sense. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. the way that you described it, it sounded like creative thinking of a yeah fresh face. Yeah. Okay. Her family's definitely there. Yeah, her family was there. Her family's uh, for minor characters a pretty big part of this movie. Yeah, I mean, like they're a big part of the show. Mm-hmm. So like I guess it kind of makes sense, but again, it adds more to this movie that they wouldn't have had to deal with if it wasn't about her. I kind of wonder if the family was included more in it just to provide more context of like if you haven't seen the show, then you at least know that this is a young superhero Probably. with a very supportive family, yeah. and here they are again to remind you of that. Um, about the about the flurkin and that escape, I liked that sequence. I thought it was done well in a way that like worked mm-hmm. i will say by having earlier in the movie valkyrie show up with a magical portal that can take a bunch of people all at once and isn't there an asgardian who works there and there's an asgardian who works on the saber space station yeah. why would it the, the why wouldn't it just be hey valkyrie uh sos lol yeah she was busy with new asgard yeah yeah did you in Thor: Love and Thunder? They established that she does a lot of meetings. Yeah, and so she she so gets. So you have to watch Thor: Love and Thunder before you <laughs> exactly. see this movie. So she gets one portal per movie. Yeah. that's what she has in her her calendar. She's booked. Yeah. <laughs> are we good to move on to production facts? I'm good. Sean, are you good? Sure. Sure. Cool. All right. Um, so this movie had a Las Vegas premiere on November 7th, 2023 with a wide release in the U S and China, November 10th, 2023. Um, the release date kept getting pushed back at various points from the original July 8th, 2022 date. Um, so like it started as a 2022 movie. And then like we mentioned before it at one point switched places with, uh, quantum mania, um, because quantum mania was farther along in their development yeah. allegedly um and then it has an hour and 45 minute runtime with a pg-13 rating 
Um, ratings as, at the time that I made these notes were 61% on Rotten Tomatoes with an 83% audience score, 50 out of 100 on Metacritic, and a B on Cinema Score, uh, which is the same as Eternals and Quantumania. Um, very mixed critic reviews. There's a 1.5 star on RogerEbert.com calling it terrible. <laughs> um, and then it's got an 8.5 review from Paste. Um, and that said, DaCosta's assured efficient direction feels like an example of what we could have been enjoying this whole time if we hadn't gotten bogged down by gloopy effects and overblown lore. It's a story that focuses on well-developed relationships, entertaining locations that don't overstay their welcome, and a reasonable plot that clocks it as a, in at a reasonable running time. The Marvels adds up to the most enjoyable movie in the MCU that, or that the MCU has released in a long time. So either terrible or you think it's 8.5 yeah it sounds like some people have disney plus <laughs> yeah <and> some people <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah that's probably part of it <laughs> yeah this one to me like sean you said this about quantum mania um but like this one felt like an old like 80s adventure movie yes where it's yeah the that quest thing again of like we have to do the thing yeah. so we can do the thing yeah. and with the power of teamwork we can do the thing yeah yeah um, it had a budget of two hundred and two hundred and seventy four point eight million dollars gross, but a two hundred and nineteen point eight million dollar net because of the fifty five million dollar subsidy from the UK government that they got. Okay. Um, it is the highest budget of the three movies this year. And was it a successful movie like the other two Marvel movies this year? No. No. So, uh, box office one hundred and eighty eight point nine million dollars. Oof. Um, it was originally predicted to earn $60 million in the first weekend, but after earning $21.3 million the first day, predictions were lowered to $47 to $52 million. Oh, um, it earned $46.1 million, which was still number one at the best opening for a black female director, but it's still the lowest opening weekend for a Marvel film ever. Um, yeah. It has a 78% drop in its second weekend, which is also the largest for any Marvel film. And then, according to Screen Rant, um, the fact that the Marvel's cast was largely unavailable to promote the movie as its release coincided with the end of the 2023 actor strike, it remains to be seen if the rest of Phase 5 will follow the trend of the Marvels in Quantumania. The next movie on the docket is Deadpool 3, a sequel to the popular X-Men sub-franchise that could perform very well. It's unclear how the follow-up Captain America Brave New World might perform, but Phase 5 may have kicked off a period of back-and-forth instability rather than the inevitable slide downward. Yeah, I do feel like Deadpool 3 will be a success. Um, mm -hmm. but Captain America, it's harder to get people invested in that without Chris Evans. Yeah. And that one, you probably have to have seen Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's the one series that for whatever reason, like I haven't seen that series yet. And that's the one that I have the least motivation to see, which like, I like everyone in it. There's no real reason for it, but I'm just like, meh. It's, it's better than I think expected. Yeah. yeah it, um, it's weird only because they had to cut an entire b plot out hmm. uh because they had a whole uh pandemic storyline yeah and oh, then yeah you can't really do that right now and it actual... well it came out during covid yeah yeah um yeah so like that, but i do think it was it was good i think it was well written and, mm -hmm. and everything i actually don't think you need to see that series to see the next captain america i guess just to know that because Falcon is really Captain America now. Yeah. Well, if you've seen Endgame, then you know that he got the shield. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think it's just, they're yeah. kind of just assuming, okay, mm-hmm. he's going to yeah. be Captain America next. And all the show really does is take a step back and be like, is this what I really want? Yeah. And then you have a bunch of villains that you'll never see again. Yeah. And then... Gotcha. I will say, in that show, the villain is the worst part. Like the weakest part? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Which villain? The... The flag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, 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 the bad Captain America was a cool part. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Wyatt Russell was great. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. the weird terrorist group. That's mm-hmm. fair. Cool. Um, other reviews said that the cast had great chemistry, but the movie press wasn't able to capitalize on that due to the SAG after strikes. Um, I agree. From yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if there had been more interviews and stuff available with three of them that it probably you could promote that easier yeah yeah. um and then the director nia DaCosta was hired august of 2020 to direct the film uh she's the first black woman hired by marvel for the position she's also a co-writer on this film um olivia wilde and jamie babbitt were also Hmm. considered for directing um and then DaCosta's original pitch for the movie included adam warlock and time travel but that of course conflicted with guardians of the galaxy and loki season two um it seems like in the pitches like when they meet with directors to talk about like what their vision is for the story then they're kind of like okay here's your base material and then let us know what you think about this um which i think is a pretty it's more um, collaborative than I expected it to be, just because Marvel is such a giant that I thought they would be more like, here are the beats that you have to hit in your movie. Yeah. They used to be that way. Yeah. And that's when people all agreed that Marvel was good. <laughs> so I don't... I, as there a director... <laughs> I, as a director, would love to be able to tell the story I want. Mm-hmm. But I do think if they're going for the connected thing then there needs to be more structure do you know when that changed taika waititi or I mean, before I, that kind of taika waititi was like the like the first like have fun with it that yeah that change feels more like let's inject some life into this yeah then like here's my personal original take on this franchise yeah maybe a little bit james gunn i guess mm-hmm. i don't know yeah um yeah my next point we don't really need to get into but uh sometimes people are gross uh screen rant had on issues at the movie face says that it is an unfortunate fact that certain netizens are still averse to female and pock-led movies the marvels is a great example of mcu representation featuring a swath of minority actors in leading and supporting roles a cursory glance at the comments section of most of the movie's marketing material is a harrowing reminder that distaste for such a state of affairs is still very much alive captain marvel was one of the most notorious victims of review bombing and as a result of its lead and attempts at representation in an mcu movie still Captain Marvel's opening weekend grossed more than triple that of the Marvels, indicating a wider array of issues. So, like, the the reviews for this movie are okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, so, like, it's obviously not the same case as the Captain Marvel movie of, like, people are specifically targeting this yeah. because of Brie Larson being alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just don't get, because Brie Larson is, like, the perfect casting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really can't think of another yes. person. Yeah. I yeah, I think the casting in this movie is like one of the strongest aspects of it. Like the earlier point said of like they have great chemistry together. Like um 
that one guy that I keep mentioning that I asked his opinions on, and mm-hmm. he's like, love love these young women. I <laughs> <laughs> love what they're doing. Yeah. Like, e- even if you have no context for this franchise, and, like, they're all good characters that yeah. are entertaining. Um, so we've talked about Secret Invasion. It's considered to be a Captain Marvel follow-up. Um, I mean, that makes sense, because the scrolls yeah. were a big part of the Captain Marvel movie. Uh, it was originally expected and or reported to be a tie-in to the movie, but the Marvels mostly ignores the show because, again, it was bad. Yeah. Um, that's that's really all. Yeah. Uh, so there was some speculation that the Marvels was supposed to take place before Secret Invasion due to its original 2022 release date. So timelines get confusing there if that's true. Um, Nick Fury showing up in the Marvel's trailer was also considered a spoiler for Secret Invasion because, like, I guess it's up in the air a little bit. Of whether he was going to die or not? Yeah. They're not going to kill Samuel L. Jackson. Some people were like, it's a spoiler that he's there. No, he's going to do those movies until he himself dies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then Loki may have also impacted opinions on the Marvels by setting the bar too high with the season finale available the day before this movie came out, which, like... That's some people's opinions on this. I don't. It I doesn't feel affect like my opinion. It's a completely different thing. It also feels like a weird thing to be like, this movie was bad because this one was too good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I think people have trouble seeing that of just like something that was so good. Why can't they all be good? If they're not all that good, then that means it's bad. Yeah. But like, it's just not. Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, it's just not like a perfect movie it's still a good movie yeah also loki season two wasn't anything too crazy i like it a lot more than season one i wasn't a huge fan of season one purely because of the dialogue yeah um fair i didn't sean gave you a little look bryce so i think he he disagrees with you he kind of he kind of shifted it you've stepped on you've stepped on my toes oh no (laughs) i gotta adjust myself here not with those shoes (laughs) no if 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 I had to, uh, if I had to rate both Loki seasons, they would both be solid fours. <laughs> I so, believe it. Yeah. And the yeah. second one was a very strong finale for me. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. The, I, I not... do think, and I said this before. I think Loki is probably some of the strongest MCU content that they have made. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I, I really liked it. Yeah. I just uh, now I'm kind of backtracking. <laughs> I liked it, but it wasn't something where I was like. I have to watch this as soon as it comes out. I was like, I'll get to it whenever I get to That's it. That's fair. Mm. I think yeah. I I can see like the hype for it wasn't as high as just like other stuff. And I think it also like plays into like the burnout feeling of yeah. superheroes. Yeah. But in terms of quality, like it's probably the best written, the best like cinematography. Oh, the mm. cinematography. Like amazing. it's just yeah. like everything about it is just like, Oh, this is, they they put so much thought into this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I loved. I did really like the ending. Ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he forms Yggdrasil. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very clever. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm just. I don't know where they. I kind of hope they end Loki. I think. Like, I thought that was it. That was kind of it. Is it? Tom Hiddleston sort of said yeah. like his journey was over as Loki. Okay, because yeah. like if if they ended it now, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah. no, Loki's I think he's busy right yeah. now. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's doing that. <laughs> he is a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> mm. 
so the production created 54 sets for five different planets, uh, spaceship interiors, Saber Station, and the family homes. Uh, DaCosta's goal was to make each planet feel distinct with production design. As much as I disliked the singing planet, I do feel like that was production design that was, was great for this yeah. movie. Everything, everything was like we're at a different location. It doesn't feel like they're just on like another blank canvas soundstage yeah. or whatever. Like it is, you can tell there was a lot of intention in yeah. this stuff. Um, and then Marvel had public test screenings for this movie in Texas in June of 2023, which apparently had mixed responses. <laughs> I feel like from texas again why texas <laughs> for your movie about three yeah, because, women <laughs> because they knew that this was a movie about yeah. women and texas is like not known for liking women um texas <laughs> so like, they had to be like get, how much do they hate it if we get mixed responses in texas then we got a thumbs up <laughs> we got a solid movie <laughs> i texas five isn't everywhere else nine <laughs> i truly hate um <laughs> test audiences and how that has been incorporated into making movies it's it's a double-edged sword uh where like sometimes you hear i feel like there's always a a big one of like it's not pretty women but it's like some julia roberts movie where it's like she she maybe it is pretty women where it's like she doesn't end up with the guy and then it's like well what do you mean like they yeah sometimes people have reacted really well and like changed movie endings for the better but then yes sometimes it's, I agree. Sometimes uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, they filmed two endings: one where he's with Ramona, and one where he's with Knives Chow. Mm-hmm. All of the test audiences were like, "Ramona is the one that it should end with." Yeah. I agree with that, even though it's not true to the comics. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that he would end up with a high schooler. Yeah. Um, but like, I am Legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the test audiences that they showed didn't like the original ending, and so they changed it. And now the original ending is like one of the worst endings in a movie, and like people they've released the original ending, and then basically almost universally people have been like, "Oh, the original ending is way better." Do you know what it is? I don't recall. Okay. Um, but I just know like that's one, mm-hmm. and like I think does the dog die in the dog, the dies dog definitely way. dies. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but maybe the dog gets saved. I I know one the dog dies, the other dog gets saves, gets saved. Hmm. Yeah, so it's just like stuff like that, and like. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, us the audience shouldn't be the one in charge of the movie getting. That's the part made. where you get into more like the the movie business does have business. Yes. As part of it. Yeah. And like you got to ask the people what they want so you can get more money from the people. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything else before ratings? I don't think I have anything else. Uh Sean, do you have anything else about the Marvels? Um, I, I don't think I ever, I don't know if I ever said it, but I, I personally wouldn't have cut Kamala Khan from the story. Um, okay. I, I like, I, I get all the points you were saying, but Kamala, I thought as far as making it a, a fun movie, um, I, 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 I liked her presence and, and her family's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just purely on making it a fun movie. Yeah. That's fair. I get it. Mm-hmm. I think it would have still been a fun movie. She adds the comedic element for sure Mm -hmm. because she's just so like in in a a time period where people are talking about marvel burnout all the time she's so excited about everything and like being involved in this that it is like i that's why i kind of was like i feel like she could have been there for a scene Mm -hmm. but i don't know if she needed to be there the whole movie i feel like a lot of her scenes could have been monica 
of just like we need to save these people yeah or like we need to do good we need to do this mm-hmm. i don't know yeah ratings you, well i don't know kind of yeah oh, no, you go yeah, Monica you go. was like kind of kind of jaded at the start of this i would feel like towards captain marvel right yeah yeah What'd like you say yeah towards so captain like, marvel but so she's bring still them back together mm. yeah yeah like miss marvel kamala does bring them back together yeah. I, I i do see that i do feel like though because she, like monica was jaded against carol all of like the stuff of like not being able to save everyone monica would have used that to be more jaded mm-hmm. and like it still like mm-hmm. moves that along of like the we need to save these people and then no we can't I, I don't know yeah again fun movie i think kamala should definitely have been in the movie i just as much i think it, it probably could have been a more solid movie cohesive story if they weren't also trying to move a third story mm-hmm. that's fair yep ratings ratings we've already gone over what ratings mean in this episode yeah um i'm almost positive that i gave this one a three you did okay correct answer (laughs) (laughs) that is the correct opinion to have (laughs) because i also gave it a three (laughs) okay uh sean what did you give this one i'm gonna give this the third three sweet great so that's a that's a episode three because bryce hasn't watched it I guess we Still just have an opinion. Oh, you have an opinion? No, I said I could. Oh, do you have an opinion? Zero. I hate women. There it is. No, I'm sure I'll like. I, I liked uh, Captain Marvel. I liked um, WandaVision. I liked Miss Marvel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm sure mixing all three will be good. Yeah. yeah. I'll see it when it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah. Three for threes. Well, um, that brings us to the end of the main thing that mm-hmm. we we do on the show <laughs> of talking about the 2023 movie. Uh, we always talk about other movies that we've watched recently. Um, last time we talked about Muppets. Muppets Christmas Carol, I think. Yeah, um, or Christmas Carol and Muppets the in general. Family. Oh, Muppets vacation. Family Christmas. Because we said that was a the way to do a crossover yeah 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 that's yeah um i don't know we've kind of just been watching jim henson stuff Mm -hmm. uh emmett otter's christmas Mm -hmm. emmett otter's jug band christmas if you haven't seen that one definitely take take a watch for that one Mm -hmm. that one was that was really good emmett otter emmett otter is there an otter in it Mm -hmm. yes his name is emmett we're gonna have to watch that um (laughs) it's it's jim henson's test basically for a lot of like different stuff that they hadn't done before with puppets mm-hmm. before making the original Muppet movie. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So like there's a lot of stuff in it or like the puppets are walking, which you don't really like see mm-hmm. too much before that. And like other waste up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like some of the scenes take place in a boat where they're going down a, like a river. Yeah. And... I feel like that was still impressive. This was from 77 yeah yeah watching that i was still like oh i wonder exactly how they did no that. like i was just i was confused i was like are they in scuba gear yeah and like they're because like their mouths were still moving they're singing mm-hmm. in the boat and they're singing in the boat so i'm just like okay and they're in water yeah so like i'm like mm-hmm. i'm very much like were they in scuba gear did they like they were they had to have been in the water mm-hmm. but i i don't know 
How much? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if like their heads were in the boat, but underneath the puppets. Mm-hmm. Well, Kay will be all over that. Yeah. yeah. She loves otters. Otters are great. Uh, feel free to keep talking. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay. We'll probably end it. Okay. Okay. Right now? Yeah. We'll probably just end oh, it now. Well, then. <laughs> yeah. Cut. <laughs> I'm back. Okay. I've never been done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> our yeah. suggestion yeah. is Emmett Otters, Jug Band Christmas. Jug Band Christmas. Uh, good thank thanks everyone for watching uh we appreciate it uh thank you sean for being a part of this episode Mm -hmm. and the first part of this episode um (laughs) he's got a gauntlet uh it barely showed up on the video even uh, because of how this is cut you got to put it in front of your face okay perfect that's great (laughs) okay um Uh, this is our last episode for a little bit, but we'll be back soon. Uh, have good holidays. Uh, thanks for supporting. Yeah, thanks for supporting. All that good stuff. Uh, we're very excited that this is a thing that we're doing. For, we've done for 19 weeks. Yeah. Um, which is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. We started recording in July. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy to think about. It's December right now. Like, it's wild. Yeah. We've done this for half of a year. Um. Thank you, Bryce, for helping with the ones and twos, and sometimes the threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you pay me extra, I might give you a four. Ooh. <laughs> but for now, we will see you in, in a few weeks. In the next year of the movie, yes. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> then it will be a year of the movie in a retrospective. Yes. Because mm-hmm. to clarify, we're always talking about 2023. Yes. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs>